morning. It's good to see you this morning. It, 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 this has been a heavy week, uh, partly in the fact that uh, we lost a, a couple of our uh, brother, we lost a brother and sister in Christ. Uh, on Friday early morning, we lost Don Dowdell, and uh, he passed uh, early in the morning. And um, uh, Patty Fudge, we lost her just yesterday. And so, some heavy hearts. Yeah, uh, Alvin and, and his fiance are here, and Patty Bracken is here. So if there's anything good, uh, being able to see Patty has been a, just a blessing. I'm so thankful that she was able to be here prior to her passing, and uh, you know, you know, in, in her state, and being able to be comforted and hear those people that are near and dear to you. Uh, I I, I got to share with you that as I arrived there. Her youngest son, Brian, was in the front of the house. And it, as you know, that Patty uh, had lost uh, her leg because of one of the infections. And Brian just smiled and said, uh, she's running with two legs now. And so, <laughs> and uh, that is absolutely our perspective. When we're in Christ, man, new bodies and, and ones that will never be sick again. And oh, was she looking forward to the embrace of Jesus. Are you with me? She was, she was there ready to take the embrace of Jesus. I know she was. Um, I want to start this morning by going back. We're, we're again in this, this series concerning church in progress, about church growing, church building. I want to go back to chapter 1. We've gone through the first two chapters. I'm about to enter chapter 3. I want to go to back to chapter 1 and reread what Paul said in verse 10. Uh, up to verse 10, it's all been introduction, and oh, I'm so thankful for you, people who are sanctified in Christ, and, and all the details about their identity, how, how good it is, and then he, he makes an appeal. He's, he makes an appeal or, or a command of, of what they need to be doing. Uh, in verse 10, he says, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say, and, and that there is no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Now, how often have we seen, you know, I think very often uh, Paul is talking to the church and telling us over and over and over again, it seems like with a lot of the letters, is be united, be united. And, and so Paul here to the Corinthians, that was his first, actually the first direction he gave to the Corinthians. Hey, be this way, be united, be together. And then the next verse goes right into, well, but Chloe's household is reporting to us that there's divisions amongst you. And that's where we've been, right? That, that was kind of opening it up two weeks ago. And so we followed with that. In chapter 1, what, Paul, what are you going to do with this? He, he first of all, reminds them of, of where they came from. You know, the fact that they're sanctified in Christ. He, he moves to that place of the wisdom of God. Now, matter of fact, we are products of the wisdom of God. Not just, and I'm not just speaking about creation, how he formed us. Well, I'm speaking about uh, we are products of God because, as Paul said, it, it's through the cross of Christ. That's the wisdom of God. And matter of fact, Jesus is the wisdom of God. And when he came, boy, he revealed God. He revealed his love. He revealed everything about God to us. And, and let me tell you what, 
The wisdom of God is absolutely contrary to the wisdom of the world, right? There's people in our community around that you might know that think you're just foolish for being here this morning, you know? And and, uh, us on the other side, we look at the the things of the world and what's happening, we think this world is full of foolishness. If only they would know Jesus, right? In in chapter 2, as we got to chapter 2, I, and I, I still am amazed by chapter 2 because we get to that place where Paul then introduces that because of this wisdom, because of Jesus coming into this world, uh, the wisdom of God, and, and now we have this opportunity to be connected to God as his, not, not as his servants, but as his children, which is a great privilege. But in chapter 2, he slides into the places that the, identifying the fact that as we are in Christ, we have God's Spirit working and living in us. We talked about how that, that gift we've been given last week is given to us. And in God's Spirit is the wisdom of God. I mean, I, I'm still letting that soak in. I don't, I don't know the extent of that means. I, I just believe that, that within us... We are given the Holy Spirit through, through, uh, uh, through Jesus, through his cleansing blood and through our acceptance of him as our Savior. Then that spirit lives and works in us. And, and that, that spirit is working in us, that wisdom of God. And, and man, the most powerful part of that is the last part of the chapter where it says that we have the mind of Christ working in us. Sometimes I always look for the woo-hoo's. I think because I think I think Paul is really making it very clear to us what we've been given through God, what what He's placed in us through God, and then we come to chapter three, where we are today, chapter three, and in the first four verses, I want to just begin, jump right in, and, and read these four verses. Listen and understand where we've been. Hey, you're called to unity, and and listen, you're not united. But don't forget this, the wisdom of God, and then even the indwelling of the Holy Spirit working in you. And then Paul writes these four verses, beginning chapter 3. He says, Brothers and sisters, I could not address you as people who live by the Spirit, but as people who are still worldly, mere infants in Christ. I gave you milk, not solid food, for you were not yet ready for it. Indeed, you are still not ready. You are still worldly. For since there is jealousy and quarreling among you, are you not worldly? Are you not acting like mere humans? And when one says, I follow Paul, and another, I follow Apollos, are you not mere human beings? So Paul, Paul actually kind of stays off any kind of serious rebuke until the beginning of of chapter 3. And, and, and his rebuke is one of those things where a parent shows their disappointment because some of your kids really don't want to disappoint their parents. But he basically says, I wish I could have spoken to you, you know, as, as people who that, that Holy Spirit is, is working in and that you're aware of. But you're not spiritual, you're worldly, you're immature. Now, it, it's thought that, that the time as to which they're uh, receiving this, they've probably had, we're figuring maybe about three years since the time they became believers. So in Paul's mind, three years, we ought to be seeing some kind of maturity taking place in these believers. And, and so we, let, let me go on and, and, and think about this. 
uh, Paul's rebuke actually comes because, let's go back to 110, because this is what we're called to. We're called to unity, not to division. Therefore, Paul had expected them uh, to, to, to be maturing, and, and he expects this, that God's church is united in mind and thought. That's what we're called to today, agreed? Some days it's easier to say that than others, Are, am I right? Some days it's just easier. Some days our opinions are like from one spectrum to the other. Our opinions. And, and the directions we go with that. So, man, all I can think of this week is, God, wow. <laughs> you know. And it's been a wrestling for me this week. I, I'll just be honest with you. It's, it's hard to take. I'm not Paul. I'm not one to stand up here. I have to listen to Paul. That's the way I always perceive it. I have to listen to what Paul is saying. And is the rebuke for me? Listen carefully. Do I think in worldly ways or am I thinking in the spirit? It's always a good challenge for any believer. But there is, there is discipline needed for the church as it's needed in order for us to do what? To move forward. To continue being his church. And we want to be his church. We want to be his church. I want to start here. What Paul is saying in the first uh, four verses, one of the truths I, I believe is very clear as, is, is the fact that division is born out of worldliness. Division, when, when we're finding ourselves separated and putting up division, it definitely was for the Corinthians, right? They were finding their place divided because of leadership. And Paul is finding it difficult to speak to these Corinthians. And, and the symptom is this. It's, it is the divisions, but it is, as he says in those verses, it is because of the jealousy and quarreling that's going amongst them. The, the strife that is, is amongst the, the people who are called to be like-minded and on the same page together. The diagnosis for that, the symptom is the jealousy and the quarreling, but the diagnosis is, hey, you are immature. You should be growing and, and past the milk phase by now and eating meat, but instead, you're still taking the bottle. It's a, it's a pretty stiff rebuke. You're immature and, and you are worldly. Matter of fact, you're not living by the spirit you've been given, not following the spirit's guidance. You're walking in darkness and not the light. And, and I tell you, I'm, I'm one who could just, you know, through through experience could tell you that we could get ourselves in a lot of trouble by walking in the dark with no light. A couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, I was walking to the church early in the morning. I, and, and I'm one that I get, up, I get up in the morning and I don't turn a light on. I'm very respectful of my wife and her sleep. She's asleep. I don't flip lights on. I kind of prepare, know where my stuff is. I get my clothes on without turning the light on. I make my way over to the church, walk in the this creeps some people out. I walk through the church without turning the light on. The first light I probably turn on is my office light, you know, where I need to see. And so I've, I'm very stealthy. I take pride that I'm very, I, did you hear me this morning? No, I didn't hear you. You're very quiet. Thank you. So anyway, so last, it, it was not this past Tuesday, Tuesday before I was walking through our backyard about halfway through. I I'm, got my head down, kind of watching where I'm going. And all of a sudden, there is a white fur ball at my feet, moved towards me. It was just, it looked like a very hairy, uh, shaggy, white dog. 
And it startled me. And it startled me terribly because I jumped. And I, you know, I loved basketball. I was never a great jumper, but I, I made some air uh, this time. I, I jumped up in the air and I somehow, I, I absolutely turned around and I landed on my back with this leg up in the air. And, and I, all I knew was a white fur ball, but when I was laying on my back in the wet grass, I looked over and, and it was a black and white kitty. And it, it was a skunk. It, it, was, it was a skunk. And it was right at my feet. And, and I don't know how I didn't get sprayed. How do you, it was right there. Bad aim. And I'm so thankful. But I was laying on the ground and I had pulled my hamstring. And so I'm, I'm laughing partly and, and crying out in pain. I couldn't get up. I don't know. I, I, I somehow made it back to the house. But, but it, just, it just proves, you know, physically, physically, it's not a good idea to walk in the dark. You know, it, you need light. And, and somehow, you know, and, and definitely for believers, we need to know where we're going. Right? I, there is a reason we have the Holy Spirit. I believe the main reason is to, be, uh, to have that guidance through a life where it's troubling and difficult. Amen? Amen? And the Corinthians, the Corinthians had to be corrected. And one of the problems Corinthians had were, even in their young faith, they, they had no idea that actually, listen, you, you don't operate the way you used to, Corinthians. You, you no longer think the way you used to, Corinthians. Remember, they were, Corinthians were so big on, on putting philosophers and, and, and wise thinkers and, and even teachers of the law before them. And, and they, they would align themselves with who they were following. So that's exactly what they were doing in the church now. But Paul had to remind him, hey, no, that's worldly thinking. I, I, I need to say that, that I believe over opinions... We could do the same thing. And today, we, we can't be divided over a mask. We can't be divided over the things of a mask. There, there, there is very much we could get wrapped up in, in worldly thinking in, in this. I know because, uh, i, I got to tell you, I, I've been there. Uh, I know and understand the, the frustrations that this mask has, has caused. I, and I'll just be honest with you, I hate the mask for all kinds of reasons that I've heard. Yeah, and even people wearing the mask will say the same thing. They can't wait. But we will have a mask burning when everything is done, okay? <laughs> I, 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 am, I am all for it. But as for now, I know that, that uh, uh, our, our leadership has spoken last week, and I, I want to I tell you just my own journey in thinking about it. Uh, and, and it's this, I don't want us to miss part of the message that probably we didn't hear as well. But when Britton had shared that last week, really the, the points one and two made a bigger difference to me than, than uh, any other point. He said it's, it, it is about, and it will always be, about loving God and loving others here. Right? It will always be about loving God and loving others. And still, I, I had difficulty with the mass thing, even midway through the week. And, and then Linda and I had the opportunity to take a meal over to the Gallagher's. Caleb and Erica Gallagher, who just had baby Nellie, named after you-know-who, Nellie Smith. Uh, little baby Nellie, I hope she's a fireball just like Nellie, you know. Uh, no no Ill, Ill towards Caleb and Erica, but I love, we all love Nellie. And, and here they've got little baby Nellie. And, and we're sit, standing there and talking, and, and Caleb said, yeah, well, we'll we're going to be coming. 
And he said, but I have to wear my mask. And he began to talk about, he's one of our soldiers. And, and guys, with, with uh, uh, some of you soldiers who come in every Sunday, I begin to realize why you're wearing your masks. I, I, I've never seen, you know, I mean, there, usually there's Chad Sublet over here wearing his mask, Seth over here wearing his mask, Joe, uh, we, who we just got acquainted with wearing his mask, and they're wearing it faithfully up here, which I have a hard time always let it, when I am wearing it, letting it drop, but they're faithfully wearing it. And Caleb just told me, he said, the reason I'm wearing my mask is because I'm military, Okay. And he, I, I didn't know this. He said, I'm military, and, and we could be out in the community, and, and wherever we are in the community, I have to wear this mask. It's just mandated for me. And I could be reported, and I could get in serious trouble. And at that, I got to tell you, right at the time that he said that, I thought I could wear my mask next, next to Caleb. I, I could don a mask and show solidarity for him. I, and that's, that's kind of the way I was saying. Because this church has always loved our military families. Oh, we have, we have known some great people who have been a part of us. I, I even got to share with you, Kay, uh, Kayla and, and uh, Blake, Cyrus, are on their way back to Kansas. If you know, they're back, coming back to Kansas. So we do our celebrations when we see those people come back. And, and, and we love it. But with these guys who have to wear a mask, you know, man, I could put a mask on and be next to them. We had a teacher last week that was here. And, and she had her mask on, and, and they're under strict, you know, the same kind of thing when they're at school. They have to wear the mask. And, and what she said afterwards uh, to one of our, our, our ministers, our leaders, uh, she said it, that, that it was kind of a favorable response. It's, it's nice just to see us. Uh, kind of in solidarity with the community. The community's calling for it and everybody else is around it and, and that we're just, we're just encouraging people here to follow the same. And, and I, I, th I thought about those, you know, if, uh, are you familiar with a story where someone is dealing with cancer and they're going through chemo treatments and they're losing their hair? And, and it's kind of that solidarity that says, man, that's where I'll cut my hair off. And a lot of you would say, mask wearing nothing, I will not, never lose on my hair and be bald, you know, kind of thing. But, but there are those people. I, you know, football team I read about and, and a mother uh, who, who's going through treatment and her daughters had their heads shaved and, and things like that. And I kind of see it like that. Again, the foundation for why is not because of fear. I, I know that's where we go and I think, man, this is all about fear and things like that. So I understand that. But for me, this week, I saw a greater reason. I could, I could come along someone who, doesn't have a, who, who is wearing a mask and, and, and put it on and just not, not be heavy-hearted about it. But I could be uh, right there with them. In light of, in, in light of this, this thinking... I, I, I have to rearrange my outline because I jumped way ahead. <laughs> let, me, let me go here. Part of our thinking, uh, part of our thinking is this, and, and I know this is true because of me. How did I get to a place where I was so frustrated and even angry over what's happening in our society, telling us what to do? Governments never stepped this far, telling us we had to stay home and, and things like that. And I know uh, we're all frustrated by that, but it got real intensive. 
And, and matter of fact, we are in a world of information, aren't we? We live in an age and a world of information where it is just inundated and full of, of, of you know, matter of fact, I could, you could go every night and listen to network TV and all their thoughts and commentaries. I could listen to cable TV, all their thoughts and commentaries. And not only that, it doesn't even have to be in. I could go to YouTube and invest in so much thought and, 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 and statistics and, and the, the, truth to one extreme and truth to the other extreme. And so what is true? And be so frustrated. I could, I could get on, on the message I want to hear and just continue to build my foundation for why I think this is wrong and, and be led by it. And, and I, you know, I, I'm not going to say that overall watching anything like that is, is wrong unless you are really saturating yourself with it and, and what you're getting in life out of Scripture and, and, and prayer is this much compared to all the pounds that you're, you're adding in every day. You have to ask yourself, why am I angry? <laughs> or maybe we ask it this way, how is it that I lost my joy? How is it I lost my joy? How is it that I lost my joy? And, and, and then I, I just challenge you, if, if uh, you, are, you are angry or you're dealing with things and you're watching and listening to all kinds of messages, I would encourage you to take a, to take a break. As, as a good, good person told me this week, they have to from time to time. I think it's a wise idea. I've done that. I've, I, told, I, think, I remember a day when I was looking at way too much stuff. I was here in the sanctuary, and I told Matthew, man, I'm watching too much stuff. And he quickly agreed with me and called me a toad and, and told me to get my, get my act together, so, something like that. But sometimes it's just that. What are we, and, and we need to ask ourselves, what are we listening to? What groups are we getting around? Because sometimes we're drawn to everybody who thinks like we do. And, and it's so easy for us to get back into worldly thinking and worldly ideas. Again, it is okay, but if, if man, all we're hearing is this, and we're getting a little bit, just so little of the word and a little bit of prayer, remember what I said. I said, we've been given a gift, the Holy Spirit. And part of my point last week is some of us get it and abuse it by over, oh, man, and, 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 and just thinking well beyond what he's doing. But then there's another dangerous place is receiving it and then just not making use of it. Remember that. Think about that. We've been given the Spirit in order for us to be listening, right? And so I, I guess my concern this morning is are we listening as a church? Are we, listening, are we listening to what he is saying? And that listening doesn't happen. That listening does not happen if we are not praying, if we are not in his word. And if we're getting a lot of messages elsewhere and a little bit of this, I, I think the course you're set is to be standing next to a skunk, right? Turn the lights on. Turn the lights on, activate the spirit within you, spend time in prayer. I don't know how many times that in my frustration and anger, I come to solemn moments in prayer where God gets my attention. And he reminds me, he reminds me who, he reminds me of my foundation. I am absolutely not following this thing at all today. <laughs> but I do want to get back on course. There is a second point I think is so important. We have one foundation that we are built upon. 
the rest of chapter 3, let me just go through that quickly. In the rest of chapter 3, he goes back to that idea of a foundation that we are built upon. Uh, he, he makes the point by saying this. He likens us uh, that we are God's field, we are God's building. It, it, it's what he is doing. And we can't forget that. Uh, we're God's field. And guess what? To, to the Corinthians, they needed to know, hey, who is Paul? But he's the one who planted the seed. And who's Apollos? Well, he came along and watered the seed. But who gives the harvest? Yeah, thank you. God gives the harvest. And when it comes to building the building, uh, Paul comes along and said, man, I laid a foundation to you. Boy, he, yeah, he had the opportunity to preach the gospel and to lay out that gospel message. That's the foundation that was laid. Is that, did Paul make it up or did he even create that? Man, absolutely, absolutely not. That message was from God. The building is then built upon others who come along and, and, and build on this structure. Whose building is it? God's. God's. We can't forget that. Corinthians are forgetting that, man. They're, they're putting their eyes and focus on other areas. We cannot forget that. And especially I, I think about verse 12, which is real, uh, real important to think about this morning. Is, is In verse 12, he, he talks about the material with which we're building. Okay, think about this. The material with which we're building. Uh, in, in 12, again, he says... Um, if anyone builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, boy, those are some great uh, building materials, or wood, hay, and straw, listen to what he says later, their work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire, and the fire will test the quality of each person's work. See, see I, it's not just about be, being a part of the building. It's about helping to build the building. Patty Fudge, right, Patty? Isn't that right? Patty Fudge was part of that. I mean, the way she loved and, and the way she influenced and Ida Wright, a man, helped help just build and, and strengthen us. And it, it was with some gold, <laughs> uh, some, some sweet people, a part of our lives. And you know those. And, and, and I believe that comes through a foundation of loving God, loving others. Loving God, loving others, not letting, letting things of this world interfere, not letting other things in this world divide, but to be on the same page. Now, again, I, I mentioned that uh, loving God and loving others is exactly where we need to be, and I could find solidarity with those folks. And I, I got to tell you, I sit down with, with folks who, who uh, just, just are having real difficulties in wearing the mask and had great, great conversations, encouraging conversations. And, and I, if, if anything that, that comes out of troubles, it's growth. I, I often find myself, and, and over the years, being your preacher, one thing I gotta, and I'll, I'll confess to you that I pray for this congregation, is God help us to be genuine. And you're with me on this, right? Help us to be genuine. May the love that we have for each other be sincere. May the faith that we have be solid. And, and, and God, please, uh, just do what you need to do to help us be that way. And, and those days, remember the days of being comfortable and no problems, and we come in and we worship and we go home? Well, guess what? Just like you pay, pray for patience sometimes, God pray, don't pray for patience, or God's going to give you something to be patient about. And so what does God do? 
You know, right now we have a circumstance where opinions are all over the place. And guess what our goal is? Guess what our goal is? That we're to be united. And I love the conversations I had this week. And, and as we come in, you know, there's, there's going to be people who, who will not be wearing the mask. There's people who are going to be wearing the mask. And I, I just remember the foundational message that Eric has said several Sundays. Just move forward with grace. Move forward with grace. Be merciful. Don't be looking at the, the mask people and think, oh, they're fearful. <laughs> And don't be looking for the, to the unmasked because, I, you know, some of the conversations I had, you know, they're growing. They're people who are looking. And, and matter of fact, bottom line of this, the bottom line of this is, is, man, pursuing the Scripture, pursuing the Spirit, pursuing God in prayer. Those things haven't changed, right? Be careful who you're listening to. One, one other point I want to make for you this morning in that in Christ. We cannot be separated. It's just a fact. In Christ, we cannot be separated. We must not be separated. Verses 21 through 23. Let me read those for you. There, there Paul says, So then, no more boasting about human leaders, you Corinthians. No more boasting about your position. No more uh, focusing about your way. You know, boy, I'm following the right leader. You're not. No more boasting about that. Our boasting is in the Lord, what he said in, in chapter 1. There's no more boasting about that. And then what he follows is this, is just an interesting statement. He says, uh, all things are yours. 22, whether Paul or Apollos or Cephas or the world or life or death or the present or the future, all are yours. And, and so let's stop just saying, what does he mean all are yours? He's already told the Corinthians, as a matter of fact, uh, started this way that, hey, listen, Corinthians, you, you people who are in Corinth who are sanctified in Christ Jesus. He goes on in the praise for him. He says, you are uh, given the spirit. There is a giftedness in you. And matter of fact, uh, you are being held firm until the end. Wonderful problem. You've been given everything. You've been given everything. It reminds me of Peter who says, man, we've been given everything for life and godliness. We're supplied. What, what else are we looking for? That we were supplied with everything we need. Jesus and the indwelling of his spirit. Jesus and the indwelling. We have everything we need uh, for, for life and godliness. And it begins here. In verse 23, he says, and you are in Christ. And he's not divided. He's not. You are in Christ, and Christ is in God. Oh, I, I just want to ask as I wrap this up this morning. Again, first of all, uh, and, and this is, so, sometimes the response is, man, you're hearing me, and you're ready to respond, boom, and that's just ignorant on my part. Sometimes sermons I know, and, and most of the times, is I'm going to go back over the Scripture, I'm going to pray, and a response might even come later on. I'm just asking that, you know, in my, my prayer is that, that the Holy Spirit is going to be responding and working in you. And it might take some more conversation. I loved the conversations that I had throughout this week, over, even over this. They've been good. Eric and Matthew both had conversations. And we say, this is good. 
Would I, would I take this back? Can I say this before I'm done? Praise God for the coronavirus. Praise God for, for a government that acted the way it did. Praise God we got troubles. And I might say that because of what James 1, 2 says. God, thank you. you know, I'm going to mess it up. Uh, count it all joy, uh, brothers and sisters, when you encounter trials of various kinds. Why? Because ultimately, it's a benefit to you. Ultimately, I want us as a church to grow. I want us to grow in the understanding of what Jesus has given us. Do you think you're at some pinnacle that that man, I know exactly everything, and I'm so involved uh, in, in his kingdom? No. I, I, I still believe the church has a long way to go. Isn't that right, Darlene Hyatt? He's, he's on his way. You bet. Man. I'm going to pray for us as a, a congregation. I'm going to ask those questions again. Who, who are you listening to? Is it the Holy Spirit? Uh, have you lost your joy? If so, I just encourage you to, again, take that sabbatical from the things of the world and just saturate yourself in the Scriptures. Take, it, it's called fasting. Take a week off. Set the devices aside. Set, turn the TV off. And just put God's word in front of you. Read and, and focus and ask questions and, and, and take it before the Lord. That's, there's no time that's, that's a bad advice. So I just encourage you to do that. Let me read for you one more time uh, that passage that Paul started with. He said, I appeal to you, brothers and sisters, in the name of, of our Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another in what you say and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly united in mind and thought. Amen, right? Amen. 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 Let's pray. Oh, Father in heaven, we praise you. Lord, because what we came to today... What we truly came to today is what you've created, what you put together. It's your field. It's your building. We're being built up as that temple. And Lord, as we come, I know there's an agreement amongst us that we don't want to do this in any shabby way. So, Lord, there are those times we come before you humbly. And we come before you humbly as a, as a body. And we ask, Lord, you examine us. Lead us to an understanding. Help us to be looking at ourselves within Lord, what, what is our, our message? What is our thought? What is our great purpose? Help us never to forget what Jesus has done and the foundation that's been laid, the very foundation we lay up, that, that we stand upon. Lord, we want to pursue and love you in all times, whether, whether it's at times where we have to wear masks or whether it's that time when we have such freedom to see each other's face and to embrace and, and uh, Lord, to go through life that way. We ask, Lord, that we move forward in love and honoring you and loving our neighbors around us. That's, that's within this, this building, Lord, loving each other, but also loving the community around us. Help us not to, to be weak in spreading that message of Jesus. God, we praise you and thank you this morning. Lead us, bring us uh, Lord, continuously to that place of growing and maturity. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.